Let's make the case for why Texas A&M is such a good job. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked on Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked on Aggies your first listen every single day. I hope everybody had an outstanding Thanksgiving. Um, I know I did. I hope you all felt the same way. I hope you enjoyed football. So I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving with your families. Wanted to say that. I'm very thankful for all you everydayers over here at Locked on Aggies. Um, I love what I get to do on a day-to-day basis for y'all. So thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. And hope you had a great holiday um, and a good time visiting family, watching football, and so on and so forth. Uh, but today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Today, I have three kind of, um, what's the word to describe these topics? I would say... Interesting conversations to bring up. And, you know, normally over here at Locked on Aggies this week, we've been kind of discussing, like, here's a name, and we're going to talk about pros and cons. Today we're going to talk about, you know, Texas A&M more as a whole, the coaching search as a whole, and some different thoughts I have. So the first thought I want I want to discuss is why I believe and why many others I, I very much respect in this industry believe Texas A&M is a top job in the country. And when I say top job, I'm not saying number one. I'm saying it's a place coaches want to be. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people, and I think the best argument I've seen on this is Josh Pate, the once again, someone I really respect in this industry, incredible at what he does. And, you know, I, I base my argument kind of on what he bases his argument on. But a lot of a lot of what I see, when people kind of, you know, are saying Texas A&M isn't a good job, a lot of people's argument is that there hasn't been a lot of winning. There hasn't been a, there hasn't been championships and success and all that. I look at at this Texas A and M job, and I think that coaches, you know, are, are absolutely licking their chops to come coach at Texas A and M, or maybe if it's not come coach at Texas A and M, it's coach at a program similar. And the reason that is is because it look at what the resources they have okay look at the resources and i know you know i know i'm gonna have people in the comments yelling at me no it's not not a top job and once again i want this to be back and forth but i think people i think people like texas a&m has in essence become a bit of like a joke to people you know it has and and frankly i get it to a degree based on what this program has done with the resources they've had but it's simple as this. NIL is a new thing. NIL hasn't been around a very long time. Okay. It's a new thing. You had a coach in Jimbo Fisher who was washed. He wasn't the guy. He was not the right coach for Texas A&M. He's not the right coach for anybody. He wasn't successful. Okay. It was a swing and a miss. And it was a big swing and a miss. We're talking a Javier Baez swing and a miss. And that happened. You failed. You failed last time bringing in a coach. It was a dumpster fire. You had to pay the guy almost $80 million to leave. Okay, so that 
explains how bad this failure was. If you get the right coach to Texas A&M, they can succeed. They can succeed because of what they will be given. Now, you could make the argument, well, you know, Jimbo Fisher had a, a top five blue chip ratio in college football. Why didn't he succeed? You might say, well, yeah, he has. All, you can't buy players. He can have all the top players. You have to. You still have to develop. I think where Jimbo Fisher struggled was the development factor of of coaching. I think if you bring a, a proven head football coach X's and O's that can develop talent, can you know, can develop, and that that's why we talked about the names, the bit like the name Ryan Day's floated around a little bit. Um, and I'm recording this a little early, so if like his name gets ruled out, I'm just kind of, I'm not saying he's going to be the coach. I'm just making an example of this, but he has proven he can develop talent. You know, Ohio State's a school that gets very similar talent to Texas A&M. Ryan Day is developing that talent and turning that talent into NFL players. Now you can argue that he's kind of struggling a bit to win championships over there or, you know, to win the big game over there, which is true, but he's developing talent and he's putting himself in a position to where in November, he's playing a football game to go to the pretty much go to the college football playoff. So, so, you know, Texas A&M really hasn't been in that position a ton. And so that's what I'm getting at. I guess my whole argument really here is this. I don't think the history of the program in, in the new world of college football is what matters. I'm sorry, you can't convince me of that. Now, if you wanted to have a conversation of like blue bloods and blue chip programs, sure, yes, th- yes, I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to argue that's what Texas A&M is because because that is where the history of the program comes and is important and matters. Yes, not going to get that argument from me because it that would be you know crazy on my part. What I am arguing is that right now in the landscape of college football, with the new rules, the new things that happen all this new stuff, Texas A&M is a top spot for head coaches because they look, it's like Lane Kiffin. I still have this theory, which is just speculation. There's no, you know, I have no proof to this theory, but I still have this theory that the reason that Lane Kiffin disliked Jimbo Fisher so much is because he kind of, you know, and I mean, I get it. It wasn't crazy hard to dislike Jimbo Fisher, but I think he looks at that talent he had on the roster that Jimbo Fisher had on the roster and kind of went, I could win so many football games with that talent, you know? Um, and I think it, it, it made him mad. I, and like I said, that's just, I don't know that. That's just me, you know, saying something. But, um, I mean, you're telling me that top coaches, like I'm trying to think of names that aren't like obviously Saban and Kirby Smart and Harbaugh. I know he's got stuff going on right now, but could win with this talent. But I think if you could, if you take that a step further, maybe go to the top 10 head, head coaches in college football. I think they win with this talent. You're telling me a guy, Dan Lanning, I, I know that he's not going to be the next head coach of Texas A&M, but I think you bring him in and Texas A&M's competing for national championships probably in year two, maybe even in year one with the talent and, and who he is as a coach. That's what I'm arguing. I am arguing this. Texas A&M had the wrong coach, which made the program look horrible, made the program look awful. If you make the right hire who can come in and develop all of the, use the resources properly, develop the talent you have in the NFL players, develop the talent you have, you know, develop four and five stars into NFL draft picks and develop the three star guys into college, into power five starters. That is who you need to coach at Texas A&M. 
And there are coaches out there that can do that. The guy you had couldn't. He was the wrong decision. He was the wrong hire. So that's why, to me, if I am a, you know, a top 25 head coach in college football, some might say, well, maybe they're at a top 25 job. I, Texas A&M is a step up because of the resources they have that these coaches can use. Yes, my whole argument is resources. I'm not, you're not going to get, that is all I have here. That is all I got. It is resources. But that's all you need. Resources-wise, and also Texas A&M can pay you. Texas as if you're a head coach. Um, that was something Texas was talking about. I mean, they, they'll pay you. It, these these boosters, they will pay you. If, if you come in and win football games, they're going to make it happen. So um, I, this is what my argument for why it's top job. So those of you that um, are, and I, like I said, I want to, this is what I want to challenge. I want to challenge those of you non-Aggie fans that are, that are going to come to this um, video and, and be very upset by these comments, which is completely fair. If, you, if that's your opinion, you're more than entitled to it. This is what I challenge you to do, though. If you disagree with me, in the comments, the way I want you to attack the argument to me is I want you to say, I want you to explain it. I don't want to hear anything about win-loss. I don't want to hear anything about record. I don't want to hear anything about history. Uh, you know what I mean? Because to me, I don't think that stuff is relevant when it comes to coaching searches to top programs for coaches to be at. I think that's relevant when it comes to what's a blue chip, um, a blue chip program. So that, so um, give me an argument for for you know why the resources are irrelevant, that kind of thing. Because I, to me, that's what matters. And if you have a sound argument for why the wins and losses and stuff matters, I'm more than welcome to hear it. But I don't think you're going to change my mind on that. So um, if you disagree with me, and once again, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm just. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm for sure right. I'm giving giving y'all my argument on this case. If you disagree, please tell me why. I appreciate it. I'd like to see other people's opinions and, and have discussions and have it lead to more fun conversations going forward. So I appreciate it. Leave some thoughts in the comments. Um, I'll read them. I'll respond to them, and we'll discuss. So I appreciate that. It'll be a fun conversation in the comments. We are now going to talk about why Ross Bjork had some interesting comments on the expectations for Texas A&M's next head football coach and was Dan Campbell the plan and you swung and missed on Dan Campbell we'll have those two conversations coming up right here on Locked on Aggies but we have got to talk about our friends over at eBay Motors Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need to the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. So we are now going to have a couple interesting conversations. Um, first, this is an article from All Aggies on Fan Nation over at SI. 
Um, and it was it, just a quote article about Ross Bjork's comments. So I want to read through those because they're interesting. So um, he says this. He says, Ross Bjork says, do you have the chops to deal with this job? Not for everybody. It's not for everybody. He then goes on to say, this is not an eight and four job. It's not. Because of the decision we made on Fisher, but also because of the resources and expectations. Does somebody have the wherewithal to deal with that, the weight of the job and the magnitude and not get phased and rattled, not panic? And if something doesn't go right, they fix what needs to be fixed. So that's what Ross Bjork had to say. He has a few more comments here. Um, part of it is how we've done coaching searches here. We've never done a market-based competitive landscape national type search. We've never really done that. We've always focused on one or two folks that made a hire that hasn't really worked. Um, and that hasn't really worked. Let's get the right person. We're take, we're talking to a lot of people. So hearing that, I think what I like, what I like from the, that quote, from Ross Bjork. One second here. Excuse <coughs> me. What I like from that quote from Ross Bjork is I don't think this athletic department wants to settle for mediocrity anymore. I think, I believe, I trust, truly, I trust Ross Bjork is going to make the right hire. I don't think he wants this program to be mediocre anymore. I think he wants this program to be a top program in college football. And as I said, as I just got done arguing, I think you are the right coach away from being there. So I do think um, I liked those quotes. I like that fire from Rossberg. I do. I like that. I like to hear he's not going to settle. They're not going to settle for being a mid-college football program. They're not going to do it because the resources are too good to be a mid-college football program. They're not going to settle for mid, and I love that. I respect that. I'm very glad to hear that. Um, so those are my thoughts on what Ross Bjork had to say. You know, and now I want to say, I, you know, we've talked about, we're going to talk a little bit about Dan Campbell, um, the GOAT. I mean, Dan Campbell's, Dan Campbell, I know he's not going to be Texas A&M's next head coach, but I think we need to just take a moment to talk about how awesome Dan Campbell is the dude is just awesome but okay back to what we're talking about here you know they reached out to Dan Campbell which here's the deal make him say no make him which they did and, and he did and I loved his comments and he'd love to help I, I mean Dan Campbell is awesome I loved his you know he, he wants to help his his team you know so he's willing to help but he, he he'll he said he's willing to do anything but coach um but, you know, my original concern, because that report kind of came out early, like, you know, five, six days ago. And my kind of concern there was like, was Dan Campbell the plan? And, and what I mean by that is when you fired Coach Fisher and pay that buyout, one thing I immediately came on here and said was, I hope they have a plan. You know, which I believe they did. Like I said, we, we talked about when they got rid of Coach Fisher. It was a meeting like the Thursday before the Mississippi State game. And they made so I assume what was talked about in that room was let's write down a list of guys we think we can go get. And I don't think Dan Campbell was the only name on that list, but I still think it's worth the conversation. And I guess I, one thing I don't know, my dad and I were talking about this actually this morning, but one thing I don't know are the rules on like when you can reach out to coaches. Um, 
I'm sure there's there's well maybe there's not though because I'm thinking like you know some coaching hires like I remember Hugh Freeze last year they reached out to him Auburn reached out to him and you know when he was still coach so I, I guess you can reach out early but um you know Dan Campbell's one of the first people they reached out to I think he's very happy with his um you know football team I think they're seven and two right now um so he's very happy where he is and. I just want to make sure that that wasn't like the plan. That wasn't like the, they were sitting in the, in the boardroom and they wrote down that, you know, it was like um, in that movie draft day, it was Dan Campbell, nobody else on the little piece of paper. Like I hope Dan Campbell wasn't the plan because I mean, nobody ever thought this was realistic and I don't think it was, I don't think it was, but I still think it's worth a two minute conversation of, you know, I was Dan Campbell, the plan moving forward. I don't think it was, but I still think it's where it was worth the conversation um, but it's just, I'm glad to hear, hopefully they reach out to Dan Campbell and maybe get his opinion on who they should go get. I think that'd be great. I'd love to, I'd love his input to be part of it. Um, so those are just my thoughts on the coaching search where we're at right now on, you know, Friday, I think you could, everything I'm hearing, you could see a coach hired a couple days after the LSU game. I, I think you could see that. So I don't think we're far away, folks. I think we are starting to get closer and closer to knowing who Texas A&M's next head football coach is going to be. That is going to wrap up our discussion on the coaching search for the week. Now we are going to run through some keys to a victory over LSU on Saturday. We'll talk about that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. First, I have got to tell you about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is the best place to go get tickets, whether it's to a comedy event, whether it's to a concert, whether it's to a ball game. Game Time is the place to go get tickets. For whatever sporting event it might be, whatever country concert, uh, rock and roll concert, comedy, that's the place you go to get your tickets because – they're in the business of saving people money, and that's what I love. So many of their competitors only care about, you know, uh, raising prices and making things harder on, on hardworking people. That's not what it should be about. You know, this is going to events like this are supposed to be stress relievers for people. Having to pay high ticket prices is not what, what people want to be doing, and that's what Game Time is trying to do for all of us, and I absolutely love it. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So, a few keys to victory. I know we haven't broken down this ball game. Um, as much as we generally would, but there's just too much going on right now. I hope everybody enjoyed yesterday's crossover with Caroline Finton over at uh, Locked on LSU. She's great. That was a great conversation. It was good to talk to her. Um, so keys to a victory. I have here, and, and a lot of the, okay, beating LSU is going to take a lot of things going Texas A&M's way, right? I think we can all agree on that. So, some of these keys to a victory are a little bit like some stuff's going to have to go your way. You know, you're going to have to get, have a few breaks, you know, kind of go your way if you want to win this football game. So one thing I have here, 
um, is two plus turnovers, but I think you have to win the turnover ratio by two, whether it's two to zero, three to one. You got to win the turnover ratio by two because you, this game, they're going to score points. Okay. I know Texas A&M's front seven is great. Um, I know Texas A&M's front seven is great. One thing I just remembered that I wanted to bring up, and it's why I thought about it. Um, Everybody in Aggie land needs to be praying for Edridge and Cooper. Um, he just lost his girlfriend, and it's just – it's really tragic. It's really hard to see that. I wanted – I meant to say that at the beginning of the episode and forgot, but um, Cooper, play, we're praying for you, buddy. I know this is tough. Um, all the players have been supportive and saying things, you know, we got you. So, um, Coop, we love you. Everybody here, every, every listener at Locked on Aggies, we love you. We're praying for you, buddy. Um, we're praying, we're praying for the family, um, uh, uh, in this situation. So it's just something to keep in the forefront of your mind while, you know, while enjoying family time that, um, Edwin Cooper's going through it right now. So we need to, um, all, all Aggie fans need to have his back. And so buddy, uh, Coop, I, I know you're not, uh, tuned in, but we're praying for you. Um, and I know everybody here feels the same way. So, um, so I wanted to say that real quick, but, um, you know, this football game is going – if you're going to win this football game, it's going to be – LSU is going to score points is what I'm trying to say. LSU is going to score points. You have to find a way to match them, and that's why I think turnovers are so important. You have to take care of the football, long drives, put points up on the board, um, and then, you know, take it away. Because football is a game. You only get so many drives. If you turn the football over on a couple and don't score on a couple and Texas A&M is scoring constantly, they can win this football game. Um, I think that there's going to be a, a more motivation than people give, give the Aggies credit for just based on uh, based on they're going to be fighting for Coach Robinson. They're going to be fu- players are going to be fighting for playing time next year. There's a lot on the line of this football game for Texas A&M. I don't think they're going to be going into this game saying, okay, we got one more game. And then we got a couple weeks off in a bowl game and then we're done. Like that's not how these players are looking at this game. This game is very important to them. And I said yesterday on the crossover with Caroline, a team with nothing to lose is a very scary thing. And that's what this Texas A&M team is right now. So two turnovers. Um, We're running out of time. So I'm kind of going to run through these. I have touchdowns, not field goals. We talked about this a lot, but you know, and that was something coach Fisher talked about a ton before he was obviously let go, but you have got, you can't kick field goals. Against L- that was true against everybody, but against LSU, you cannot kick field goals. You will not win this game if you kick field goals. It has to be seven points. You have to be kicking extra points, not field goals, or you will not win this game on the road. I know it's an early kickoff, and the environment's not going to be what we always discuss, but still, if you don't, if you're kicking field goals, you're not going to win this game. Um, I don't let Jaden Daniels uh, have long throws. Don't get over the top, get in the secondary. Can't let it happen. Um, it's not going to be an easy ask for Texas A&M and their secondary that we know has struggled. Um, but you can't let Jaden Daniels beat you with deep throws, and you got to be able to contain him. You got to keep the edges. You got to you got to maintain the edges. You you got to spy on him. You got to make sure he doesn't leave the pocket. And then when he does go to release the football, you can't let him complete 50, 60-yard bomb touchdowns to neighbors and his other great receivers. You can't let it happen. Um, And then you have to get pressure on Jaden Daniels. Pressure is going to lead to those turnovers we talked about. 
have to get pressure on them. And then the other important key inside of that key is when you do get pressure on Jaden Daniels, don't let him escape. Don't let him escape. Someone's got to spy on him, and you got to make sure that you are getting pressure on him in this ballgame. If you don't get pressure, Texas a and is not going to win this game. If you don't get pressure, they're going to put up 570 yards office, you know, 400 through the air, and they're going to win this game with ease. Um, you know, I want to add the caveat. We are, I'm recording this a little early. I've got some travel going on for family, so I, I wanted to record uh, Friday's show early. So I'm going to talk about Jalen Henderson like he's the starter. And if Max Johnson is ends up being healthy enough to give it a go, you can just switch his name in here. But um, Jalen Henderson, Max Johnson, I assume it's going to be Henderson, has to play a great football game. I've been incredibly impressed with Henderson and what he's done since he's been at Texas A&M. I mean, truly, I, I, in his two games, I mean, I have been very happy with what we've seen from him. I think this guy is going to be a great player in the future, but he's got to be able to do it in on the big stage against an LSU. You know, Mississippi State and Abilene Christian, eh, can you do it on the road against LSU and Tiger Stadium? That is going to be what matters, and it'll be very interesting to see if he can do that. Um, I also have that um, Henderson needs to scramble a lot if he's pressured. We know Texas A&M's offensive line has struggled this season. If those struggles continue, Henderson needs to be willing to leave the pocket and run, you know, because he is much quicker. I mean, he looks great running the football. Max Johnson was fine, but Henderson's better at it. So, Henderson, if you're getting pressured, go. Just go. Get six, seven yards, live to play another snap. I'd rather a four, five, six-yard gain or even a two-yard gain than a five-yard loss. So, if you're getting pressured, escape the pocket. And those are my keys to victory for a win over Texas – or, sorry, over LSU. I also have here running backs need 150 on the ground. We're not going to go into depth on it because I'm out of time. But it'd be great to see the running backs go for a buck 50. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Like I said, I hope everybody has an outstanding – or ha- had an outstanding holiday. I keep forgetting I'm recording um, the day before Thanksgiving. Everybody have an outstanding holiday. Have a great time with family. Ho- I hope you did. I mean, because you're watching this on Friday. I hope it was great. Hope football was great. Hope everybody's fantasy football teams are great. Hope the turkey was great. Um, and once again, I am thankful for everybody that tunes in every day. Um, I really appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I've been doing this for about five, six months now, and it's truly a dream job. It, it's amazing to be able to do this podcast every day for y'all. So thank you. And I, and I couldn't do it without you. So I'm very thankful for you. All you everydayers that listen to me every single day, thank you so very much. Have a great rest of your day today. Have a a great Black Friday shopping, and we will see you for a reaction show after the LSU game on Saturday.